Hey, today on More Faith, More Life, I'm going to talk to you about what do you do when failure seems to be everywhere and setbacks are happening. I'm going to get you out of that and tell you how to keep going in God. You were made for more than the status quo. I'm Pastor Steve Gray, and this is the More Faith, More Life podcast. This podcast is for Christians with an ambitious heart who want to be more for their family, do more with their career, and see more of God's promises in their life. I've spent many years as a worship artist, minister, nonprofit leader, bold truth speaker, and most importantly, father and spouse. When I was in my early 40s, I was craving more, more from God and more from life. I'd done everything I was supposed to do. My life was good, but it wasn't good enough. So I spent the following years diving into the Word of God and searching for the biblical principles that would bring me closer to God and help my purpose and life flourish. That's what I want to share with you. In every episode, you'll get practical tools based on real-life experiences that you can put into action to redefine your faith and, ultimately, your life. So, if you're ready to do more, subscribe to More Faith, More Life, and hear an unfiltered biblical truth every week. It's time to be and experience more. Hey everybody, welcome again to More Faith, More Life, and that's what I want you to have. If you'll get more faith and follow what I'm saying and learn from what I'm teaching you, you will get more life. You'll get more success, more life, more freedom. You're going to feel better about yourself. You'll never again have to deal with low self-esteem. You don't need it. You don't need self-esteem. You'll just have it because you're producing, you're doing good things. You don't even think about it. You don't think about it. You'll never go to somebody, well, your problem is you have low self-esteem. How'd I get that? Low self-esteem comes by not fulfilling your purpose and doing what you should be doing, doing what you can do, doing what you know is right to do. And when you cut corners all the time, you know, you go the lazy man's way or lazy woman's way, you're going to feel bad about yourself. So we're going to step up today. We're going to step up and talk about what do you do when you have failure, what do you do when it looks bad? What do you do when you're trying to go forward, but you end up going back? As they say, one foot forward, two steps back, right? One step forward, two. Well, I got some stories to tell you. I, I, I am a keep going. My wife says, you're, my, I have a bulldog husband. He's got bulldog faith. He's going to keep going. He's going to keep believing God. But I want to impress that upon you. So I uh, tell you a story, okay? So we had a great thing going. As I've said in other podcasts, I was a country preacher in a town of 532 people, inherited a church with no people, no money, and had been locked up for four years. And I said, they asked me, can you do anything with this? Can you, we'll just give it to you. They just gave it to me, gave me the land, the church wasn't much, but they gave it to me. If you can make it a church, you can have it and do the best you can. So I'm gonna, I'll see what I can do. And so we started with nothing, no people, no, I had never pastored before. This is my first time I even pastored a church. I've been in the ministry, but not ever a pastor. I've been traveling, travel ministry. Gave us that, and uh, so we did it, and the spark that came, it took some years, but out of that, we had a full church, but all of a sudden, the power of God struck. We experienced something. I experienced something that only history books write about, and it's, it's, been, it's in books, all right? What happened is in books, the amazing story of how that country church of 532 people in town, we had more people then in the church. We'd have a thousand people in the church and only 500 in the town. But what happened? Over a three-year period, 
a quarter of a million people came to hear me speak in that country church. Hard to believe? It's true. Written about, I was there, other people were there. People from all over the world still tell about the trip they made to that country church. Well, when we got so big in that town that the town couldn't hold us anymore, it was time to move on. It was time to grow on. So that's when we decided to come to Kansas City. And so on a particular Thanksgiving, we'd done it, we'd Thanksgiving at about three and a half years, three years, three and a half years later, after all this came and all the people came, we were having great success, but it was time for a change. So uh, I announced it to everybody. We're going to move to Kansas City. We're going to open there. You guys can stay here, but I'm going to move this move of God. What, what people come to hear me say, we're, I'm going to Kansas City. Uh, well, everybody there said, well, we don't want to stay in this dinky town. We love what, what's happening here. Let's go to Kansas City with you. We'll move there too. So that started and half the people in the town, in the church moved to Kansas City and the other half was going to, including myself. I held back. And a church in here in Kansas City, Greater Kansas City, told us, you can have our old building. I mean, they didn't hand it over. We had to pay some, you know, we had to lease it, but it's available. It's an old church, but still big education, big church, great building, and we'll lease that over to you, and we'll, we got a new church. Okay, so half our people moved up here, another half there, and we're ready to move in, we're going in, and all of a sudden, guess what? The church changed its mind, says, we've changed our mind, we're not going to, we're not going to lease it to you. What? 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 Well, half the church folks are here, and I'm down there, and the other half there, we have no building, nowhere to go. Well, I was in the news back then because it was big news. Newsweek, Time, television was reporting on all these people coming to this small town. So I was in the news. Well, when I decided to move it, there were some question marks. But when the building fell through, that's when it all began. Oh, boy. Well, he sure made a mistake. He was a big success in the small town. Now he wants to go to the big town and be a big shot in the city, but he failed. He has failed miserably. Had a building, now he has no building. He shut down that. You just need, some said, you just need to go back. Just go back to that country church where you belong. And I thought, well, I know how it looks. It looks pretty bad. But I said, nope. I know I need to, I know what God God's telling me we I I need to do this I need to do this and so I I didn't back down so they said well what'd you do you didn't have a building well I went to people who did have buildings and I said look we got people coming from all over the world to hear this and be a part of this thing crowds and packing people in and I said, could we use your church during the week? And when Sunday morning comes, we'll attend. And you, you preach like you always do. But we'll have services Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, or Wednesday, Thursday, you know, through the week. People will come, and we'll announce where to go. And we'll go to your church. We'll use your church building. And the way we'll, you'll pay for it is you get Sunday morning offering, but you're going to get a big crowd Sunday morning. Biggest crowd you've probably ever had. Well, they agreed to it. So we'd go to this church and use that one. We'd go, and after time, we'd go to another one, another part of the city and another up north, south, east, west of the city. And we moved around while we figured out what to do. Well, another building came up in the meantime, and it was a big box building. You'd know the name of the people who used to be in there, big, big box building. And you probably used to shop at one of those box building stores that's no longer there. And so it was empty, nothing in it, big, just empty box. 
And uh, they said, we're going, we'll lease this to you. And they, we worked out the terms and attorneys and <clears throat> contracts and, <clears throat> and uh, I think I even signed it. And then we started moving in. We brought wood in to build a stage. Well, we come to find out that the people that had given us the contract, they were subleasing. Subleasing means that they had a contract they had to make payments on. So they're going to sublease it, let, let it to us. And then we would pay them. Then they would pay the owners. Okay, that happens all the time. But they didn't tell us. They tried to sneak it past the owners and sneak it past us. There was a clause in their contract, not ours, that you could not lease it to a non-for-profit organization, including a church. All of a sudden, lawyers came to me and said, you can't have it. I got to build in the stage that you can't move in. The contract, the original owners say no non-for-profit. So this big box company was trying to sneak it past them, but we got caught. They got caught. Now we're caught. We have nothing again, nothing, no place to go again. Oh, so we kept traveling around church to church and, uh, oh man, more people saying, yeah, yeah, he's a big failure. Look, he failed again. So we went all over the city looking for, you know, real buildings to land and all that. It kept falling through. I went to across the river and went to their city council and talked about moving into their part. They wanted us to come. It would help them in another part. Oh, we want you to come because we want the crowds to come here. Nothing worked out though. Nothing. Well, everybody, you know, everybody said I'd failed and I shouldn't have ever left the country church, but we kept going. And finally I found this piece of land and I said, maybe I could get that land. It's 63 acres. Nothing's on it. And I looked at it and I stood at it and all, there's a dirt path to a tiny house with a big red barn. And it was right on the front of the interstate though. I said, there's possibilities here. So took all the money. I found out the owner was 80 or 80 some years old, went and had lunch with him and said, look, look what's happened. We had great success there. I feel like God told me to move. Nothing's worked out. Everybody says I've failed, but I got this amount of money. Would you sell me 63 acres for what I got. And he said, I will. So we gave all the money we had at the time and bought 63 acres with a small house, dirt path, a little pond and a big barn. Well, all right, we're going to go now. And they said, what you going to do? I said, we're going to get this land and we're going to put up a, a, a tent that seats at least a thousand people because it, it was spring. It's going to be summer. We can, have a, we can have a tent up in the summer and fill it with people. That's what we're going to do. So we uh, somehow obtained a tent. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't too fancy. I just flew in from, from Europe, and there it was. It looked like a circus tent. Well, but we're going to do it. So they said, you got 30 days. These people have 30 days to move out. It's going to be yours. Everything's good. Finally, we're getting success. We'll put up a tent. We'll make it through summer, and we'll build a building. <clears throat> Off we go. So we get ready to come onto the land and they say, yeah, I said, we, well, 30 days, we're, we're going to take it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you can't come on the land. I said, why not? It said 30 days. He says, yeah. Well, the people have 30 days, but the 18 horses in the barn, they got 90 days. So you got 60 more days for those horses. And I said, I don't have 60 days. I need this land now. We're, we advertise we're going to start July, the first week of July and July 4th under the big tent. We're going to have great meetings. So they said, well, I don't know what to tell you. 
The only, thing I, only advice I can give is if you can find homes for 18 horses right away, as fast as you, you can come on the property. All right. Well, there it felt like a big failure again, but no, sir. I said, no, sir. No, sir. We can do this. We went everywhere. We bartered. We bought. I bought hay. I said, let's not buy hay for the next three months. If you'll let the horse move in, I'll pay, and I'll pay for the horse for a while. And we did it. Before we, the month was out, we found 18 homes for 18 horses. Yep. And we moved on the property. That barn was still there and the house, little house was still there. But over there, we put up a tent that seats a thousand people. And we began to have meetings through summer, through tornadoes, through freezing cold. But six months later, we had built enough building that we could get, get off out of the tent and into a building and start building the buildings that we have now. And we built those buildings and we built more buildings. And we thought, well, this is good. And in 2008, God did something mighty in that building again. And suddenly we're in internet, we're in, on international television in 200 countries, 200 countries. And crowds came from all over the world again in that building. If I hadn't got that building, we would have ended in the little town because we couldn't handle the crowds anymore. But God did it again. And I traveled all over the world again. Thousands came from all over the world again and watched it on television. <clears throat> Imagine that, another three, and almost three years. We did that for three years. Crowds came, packed every weekend in that building. So God knew what we needed to do. And we just needed to persevere. And we needed to keep going. And we needed to do and not give up, go and keep going and don't give up. The Bible says that, don't give up. Is there a time when maybe we should change course a little? Yeah, I, I, I changed course from the country to the city, but I didn't give up. The, the vision, the need kept going. And I can confess to you, my wife will tell you, and my family will tell you, I never doubted. I, never, I knew it was a battle. I knew what people were saying and the people were calling me a failure and that I... I, my ego got so big, I had to leave the country and go to the sea. That's what they said about me. Nope. I knew God had a great thing, a bigger thing to do in the big city. And if we're going to grow and go and do what we need to do, we need to be in Kansas City. So there we went. Now, that's what I'm telling you. Whatever you're doing, whatever marriage, whatever situation you're in, you know, in ever, in any setbacks or failures, you take, I took one step forward and I was always taking two step back. And that went on for six months at least, looking like a failure, going, having to go use other church buildings. But I kept going and I persevered and did not give up. Believe in God, put your faith to it. You get into trouble, pray. You ever think about that? Pray, ask for help. Ask for help and mean it. Know there's a living God, talk to him like it's alive and talk with more faith. Keep going and you will get more life. Thanks for listening today. Till next time. Bye-bye.